Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over what your customer should be paying for and some methods to get them to pay for just about everything that you're going to use when you go to service their pool. And you want to try, of course, to have your business set up to where most of your expenses are covered by the customer themselves and some other expenses that can't be avoided are, of course, paid by you. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. And let's be realistic. If you're like me, you don't like being nickel and dimed when you go somewhere or when you do business with somebody. And this is true, I think, across the board. It's just our nature that we kind of get offended a little bit when, you know, you go to a restaurant and you ask for a side of ranch and they're like, that'll be 55 cents there. You're like, I mean, can't this place afford to give me free ranch? I mean, look at this building, look at how much I paid for the burger special I just ordered. Or when you go to Cane's, this is one of the things that is a pet peeve of mine. And you're like, you get your your Cane's uh, chicken, whatever, fingers or whatever they're called. And then you want to get an extra cane sauce. And they're like, that'll be 35 cents, sir. Like, come on, they can't afford to give me a cane sauce. So one of the things that one reason why I like Chick-fil-A, because you can like just take as much sauce as you want and you can have it for like a month and they don't say nothing. But, you know, it's every everyone kind of gets bothered when you feel like you're being nickeled and dimed. And the same thing goes for your customers on your pool service route. Nobody wants to feel like, hey, I don't know why he's charging me for this when he charges me $180 a month for service. No one wants to have that feeling. So here's the important thing about setting things up to where the customer pays for just about everything on the route. It needs to be clear what's included in your service and what's not included. And I think a service agreement is the best way to do this. It's really important to have the service agreement whenever you get a new customer. Now, if you have existing customers, sometimes it's a good idea to to have them on a service agreement if you didn't have one prior to that. Sometimes you might get some pushback. You just have to explain to the customer, this is not a contract. It's not binding. You're not signing a contract for that I'm your pool service provider for a year. It's one of those things where everyone is on month-to-month, basically. But the service agreement outlines what I'm responsible for and what you're responsible for. And I think that's an important aspect. It's like if you go in the Canes and they have it advertised somewhere, I don't think they do, that the cane sauce is extra. Maybe they should have a big poster, you know, 36 by by 20. And it says, if you want extra cane sauce, it'll be 35 cents, something like that, so that everyone knows when they walk in there and no one gets offended. And the same thing with your service agreement. You need to have the customer read it and sign it so that they can see what you're providing in your service. If you want a copy of my one-page, really simple service agreement, you can get that. I can email that to you. Just email me at david 
at swimmingprolearning.com. Again, that's david at swimmingprolearning.com, and I'll get you that one-page service agreement over to you. And basically, the one thing I have on there that's important is that the customer will pay for the trichlor tablets. Not, not every pool that I have, they use trichlor tablets, especially, of course, if they have a saltwater system. And so my service agreement, it says right here pretty clearly, items that are not covered in the monthly fee. Number one, chemicals, including shock, algicides, conditioner, salt, etc. So basically, any chemicals that are used, and this is something that's beyond the maintenance dose of chlorine and acid. And you can, of course, charge for this also. You can itemize this if you wanted to. But I'm kind of old school, and I always give the maintenance dose of the chlorine if necessary and of the muriatic acid. So if the pH is like, you know, 8.0, and I'm bringing it down and I add a quart of acid to it, I don't necessarily charge the customer for that, nor do I charge him to add maybe a half a gallon of liquid chlorine or sometimes even a gallon. But if the pool requires more than the maintenance dose, and this is getting it from 1.0 or 0 to like 5.0 parts per million, I should say, I would say that you want to charge them for that. And there's a lot of cases where I'll actually buy a bucket of shock and leave it at the customer's house. Usually it's Cal Hypo because it's easy to visually put a bucket there. I don't really like leaving liquid chlorine there because it gets kind of ugly. You have the case of it, and you get spiders in there. It gets dirty, fills with water when it rains. So the bucket of Cal Hypo is cleaner. Sometimes, you know, I used to leave bags of Cal Hypo, but I can't do that anymore because Cal Hypo is so expensive, and it's much more affordable to buy it in the bucket. And I'll charge the customer for the bucket and leave it there and say, you know, I'm going to be adding this to your pool as a, a shock because your you, your pool is being heavily used or if there's a problem like a water leak that they're not addressing, you can't absorb that chemical cost. So, you know, me being old school, I don't itemize every time I put chemicals in, but you can do that and you can charge for every single chemical. The customer knows that I'm not going to charge them, you know, for, you know, two, two gallons of acid every month or a gallon of acid every month. That's just part of what I have in the service charge that I charge them for the monthly service. And of course, you want to make sure you have your service rate high enough where you can absorb that cost at every pool that you're at. The next item that's not included is cleaning of the filter, which usually is cleaned depending on usage every six months. Now, I put that usually every six months because sometimes I'm cleaning the filter every four months. And so they're going to be charged three times a year. You can set this up however you want. This is a word formatted contract or agreement, I should say service agreement, not a contract, but a service agreement. And you can change that to as many times as you want to clean the filter. And then you can change the rate. I have it here at $85 per cleaning. And I've been asked this question before, do I charge for diatomaceous earth? And the answer is no. I usually have that kind of broken into the filter cleaning charge. I'll buy my diatomaceous earth at the beginning of the cleaning cycle. And then of course, it'll kind of break down and be included in the charge. Some pools are cartridge filters and so it evens out so I don't charge for diatomaceous earth I think that kind of falls into the nickel and diamond category and people will be confused and be like hey what's this filter charge and what is this diatomaceous earth charge so I try to do that so it's not they're not confused and I just make it into the filter charge itself and of course number three any repairs to the pool or to the pool equipment and this goes for even the automatic cleaner you know, the parts that you put in there, you have to charge the customer for. Now, I don't charge for labor. I probably should, but I can take a cleaner apart pretty fast and put it together without much problems. Now, sometimes I'll get busy and I can't, you know, take the players 280 apart. So I'll take it in 
and have someone service it. And then I'll just give the customer, I'll just build the customer the complete invoice for that. But otherwise, I can usually fix a cleaner within a few minutes right there on the side of the pool. And it's not a big deal to me. I just charge them the part at retail. That way I make my profit on the part itself and the cost of the part. Because I pad it a little bit, I'm not going to give them the actual wholesale price of the part. And so I do make a profit there. But the customer needs to know that that's extra and then, of course, number four, three-inch chlorine tablets will be left at your property, and a 50-pound bucket will be billed to you at $250 when needed. Now, that's the price that I charge now for them because they're about 200 ish for wholesale. I don't really make a lot of money on a tablet, to be honest with you. Now, before, I had it at $300, or I think it was at 330 the highest I had it on my contract. So I kind of lowered it down to fit the current market of trichlor tablets, and of course, you can raise it up and lower that down. To me, I don't really make a lot of profit on the tablets, maybe $20 a bucket. I used to make a lot of profit on the tablets when they were $80 a bucket, but I don't make a lot of profit. I would charge $120 or $130 and you know, make $50 or $60 per bucket. But the profit margin has shrunk considerably because they're really expensive and you don't want to sell a bucket of tablets to your customer for $350 when they can go to the store and buy it cheaper. It's just a convenience factor. And I've learned from experience that, you know, the customer will say, well, you know, I'm going to buy my own tablets and I'll put it over there by the pool. And they'll buy like the cheapest tablets you can ever get. They'll buy like a 25 pound or 20 pound bucket. And then you're bugging him and hounding them saying, oh, you know, you're running low on tablets. So you might want to get another bucket and they don't get it. And so now you're using your own supply. So for me, it's just across the board. I'll supply the tablets. I'll supply it at a pretty good rate to where it's what they would buy it for. Occasionally, I'll get a customer that's like, hey, you know, I, I saw this bucket of tablets much cheaper at Home Depot than the one you got me. And I explain to them that the tablets I get are the highest quality tablets, you know, either the ones from Leslie's or if you get them from another supplier, you want to get the highest quality tablet and explain to the customer that, yeah, tablets, you can get a cheaper tablet somewhere else, but it's not going to be the same quality and, you know, explain to them that you're getting the best particular product. Usually that's fine. They're not going to really, you know, push back too much. Occasionally you get a customer that's like, I want you to take that bucket back and I got my own. If it's like 50 pounds or 40 pounds, I don't really argue with that kind of customer. But I just do make a mental note that this is a customer that probably is what I consider a low-hanging customer. And if I get someone better, they're probably not going to be on my route for long if they question everything I do and, you know, push back on everything I charge them for. So those are the four things that I have listed there. And that covers just about everything that I put in the pool from a pool RX. And usually when I charge them for a pool RX, I'll charge them for a chlorine enhancer because sometimes I'm using borates also. And you can be specific or you can be general. I don't really like the word conditioner anymore. Now, we used to do this in the old days. This is old school stuff. And if you've been doing service in the 90s or early 2000s, you know that in April, every customer gets a conditioner charge. Now, we know from doing this that the tablets, the three-inch chlorine tablets have cyanuric acid in it. So if you're charging the customer for conditioner, which is pool conditioner, which is cyanuric acid, you really don't need to add it when you have the tablet-type pools because they're adding it when you're adding the tablet. And so you're just kind of upcharging the customer at that point. So I've gone away with this conditioner charge. And if I am adding conditioner, they're going to be charged for it as a line item on their bill. And I have that on line number one in my service agreement. 
algicide, conditioner, salt, etc. And I put in the beginning of April a chlorine enhancer. And so this could cover borates. It could be a pool RX. It could be, you know, something. Well, that's kind of the only two, two things I really use that I don't itemize. Now, you can build them for a pool RX. And I was doing this for a while, but it was kind of confusing because the customers were like, what's this pool RX thing? And so it led to co- more conversations than I wanted it to. And so I just put a line item in their bill in April and I put chlorine enhancer. And then if I do get someone that wants to talk about it, I just explain to them that, you know, for your safety, I like to use less chlorine in your pool. And, you know, I can keep a lower chlorine level by using this enhancer. It actually also saves me money and my expenses. And so I can keep my rates reasonable. And so this kind of works both ways. It keeps your pool free of algae. You can use less chlorine, which is safer for you and your family. And I also save some money on my end because I'm not putting a lot of extra chemicals in for the maintenance dose and things like that. And I'm saving you money on the trichlor tablets because I'm not having to use as many trichlor tablets. So it's a win-win and you can charge them either the fee for the borates you're going to add to the pool, the 50 parts per million, or charge them for the pool RX. Now, if I do add a booster later, if I need a booster, I will charge them for the booster and I'll put it as a line item and I'll let them know that it was a you know mineral booster. And sometimes I'll question it, sometimes they won't. But if the customer has been with you for a while, they'll know your routine and they'll know what you're billing for. Just keep it simple. I don't really like putting the word borates on the bill because then people are going to ask, what is that? What are you putting in my pool? Just put chlorine enhancer and keep it simple. And I don't really like explaining the Polar X too much either because then it just wastes a lot of time and the customer may not get it anyway, may not understand it. So keep things simple, but definitely bill them for, bill the customer for the enhancer. That way you can put it in the pool and you're not absorbing the cost of it. I wouldn't think it's logical to absorb the cost of an enhancer. Even though you save on chemicals, I would say the customer should always pay for that particular product. Unless you're doing a white glove service where everything is included. I'm not a big fan of that, but some people are. I think what hurts you the most with the white glove service is when you're bidding the account initially. Because let's say I'm coming in to bid the pool and I charge 180 a month and I charge for the filter cleaning, I charge for the tablets, I charge for anything I put into the pool. And then you're coming in behind me and you charge $260 a month because you include everything. The customer psychologically is going to go with the person that charges less, quote unquote. But if you add everything up, of course, that I charge them for, it's going to be close to your white glove service charge, but the customer is not going to be able to put two and two together. And for me, in my area, the white glove service is just not really effective because it's better if you charge everything separately. And besides that, it's more of a motivation for you if you're charging for the filter cleaning and you get, you're going to get that extra money that month where you're cleaning the filters. For me, it's a motivation. And so I don't like to include that for a couple of reasons, but it makes the initial price of your service extremely high. So you want to try to keep that down and you just want to itemize things that you're building them for. And again, after about a year or two of being on service with you, they're going to know that you're going to charge them for the pool salt in May or April. You're going to charge them for, you know, two or three bags of that. They're going to know that if they have a salt water pool, you're going to charge them for a liquid pool conditioner. You know, all these charges will be very familiar. If I'm using phosphate and enzymes, which I like to use on a lot of pools, I'll actually buy the container and I'll leave them at the pool at the job site, usually over by the pool equipment so they can see the bottles and I'll just use them and pour them in every week. It's actually better for me because I'm not carrying them in my truck 
And if they're back at the pool site, it's easier. And I'll build on the retail price for, you know, the phosphory, pool perfect, whatever I'm using. And that way the customer pays for it. And then it's visually there for the customer. Bottom line is you don't want to nickel and dime the customer, but you also want to charge for as much as you can. And if they know upfront what you're charging for, and if they can see what you're putting in their pool. And again, I always like to leave any parts for the cleaner. I, I, I change right there, usually by the equipment again, or if they have a table in the backyard, I'll leave it on the table and I'll let the customer know that, you know, I changed this part for you. I left the old part there so you can see it. I'll throw it away next week, but I just wanted to make sure that you saw the part and that it was worn out. And that's all you have to do. Now, you don't want to make the mistake of leaving the broken parts there without letting the customer know what you're doing. And this is something I've, I've done before. I got busy and I forgot to text the customer. And they're like, hey, what are these parts laying on my table? What's going on? So you want to avoid those questions too. So make it a habit to let your customers know that whenever you change something, you're going to leave it over by the pool or on their table back there so they can see it. And that way when they get the bill for you know a Polaris 280 wheel or if they get a bill for a Zodiac, a ranger diaphragm don't know that you replaced it the last the worst thing you can do is replace parts and have the customer question you and you don't have the parts you took out my mechanic when i was taking my niece on there he would always come out with the part he took out and like hey here's the part that's broken and show it to me and i don't know if that was the real part or not i just assume it was he's an honest person so he would show me the part you know and i would be like okay that's fine and then that way I know he replaced it. So kind of getting that routine so that the customer knows you're actually, you know, you actually replaced that part and there's no questions. But make sure you find a way either in your service rate or by itemizing everything to get the customer to pay for everything. And that way you minimize your losses because every cost that you absorb is a loss on your profit. And nowadays with everything being so expensive, you really can't kind of chip into that profit because you really want to make your business profitable and keep it afloat by not absorbing too many things and paying for too many things out of your pocket. If you're looking for other podcasts, you can find those on my website, swimmingprolearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon, and then a drop-down menu of podcasts will appear for you. And if you're interested in the coaching program, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. Real quick. If you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.